Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Josh Halliman. You are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we think are underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. This week's film is Venom, so let's see what we think. So, Alice. Yes, Josh? Venom. 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 Just 35 minutes of Venom. Venom. Um. We're so you about, liked it then? We're, eh? talking, we're, talk, we're talking about Venom, the film Venom, mm-hmm. starring Venom. Um, it's from 2018, so spoiler warning if you've not seen it. Alice, you picked this one. Mm-hmm. Really interested to know this week, actually, to be honest with this one. Was not expecting it. was right out of the left field. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I can still surprise you. Not a what? sequel. That's a surprise in itself. <laughs> what is Venom about and... Why did you pick Venom? And I'm going to stop doing it there because my vocal cords are going. (laughs) I love it though. It's so catchy. Uh, So Venom is a Marvel character who in some form or another usually appears alongside Spider-Man as the main villain. He is a symbiote, which is like a sentient alien gunge thing and was found on a comet along with a few other symbiotes and brought to Earth by a billionaire who's interested in space exploration. Sound familiar? The (laughs) symbiote's mission is to invade Earth, but they can't survive here without a suitable living host. So eventually, through various circumstances and hijinks, Venom infects a journalist called Eddie Brock, played by Tom Hardy. They have some top bants, and eventually Venom decides that he quite likes it on Earth and doesn't want to destroy it. It also helps that Eddie is a perfect match for Venom, so there's a good chance that he'll live for a reasonably long time, whereas if a symbiote infects a non-compatible host, they die, you know... So it can be quite quickly. It can take mm. a few weeks or so. The reason I picked it is that I do think this is underrated. Mm. Uh, people were not very nice about this film when it came out. Uh, I can definitely see the flaws. And I imagine if you are, you know, if you're a committed Marvel fan and a committed Spider-Man fan, uh, then then maybe there are some issues with it. But I think actually there's quite a lot to like about it. Uh, so, Josh, had you seen um, so yeah so I had seen it before mm-hmm. I remember being thoroughly underwhelmed underwhelmed not hating it just yeah. like eh, it's okay. all right. yeah. oh interesting so oh, that's what I remember so, change so, so before we go on I will obviously say A spoilers for Venom and B will probably spoil some of the MCU films as well oh yeah, um, yeah particularly yeah, maybe, the more yeah, recent Spider-Man film if you've yeah. not seen it um, so yeah, so I had seen it before and I was mm-hmm. underwhelmed, but I was really interested to to watch it again because I did think that was probably why you picked it because I do remember that, that this was not critically well-received when it came mm. out. It was pretty panned. 
It was. But it did do really well financially. I think it cracked a yeah. billion. I think it's one of the yeah, well, Tom. <laughs> um, so I think it cracked a billion. If it not that, it mm-hmm. definitely did very well. Um, yeah, a few hundred million at the least. Yeah, just a, a small matter of a few hundred million <laughs> dollars. Um, so I was interested to look at it with a more critical eye, especially because mm-hmm. the way we frame things, you know, we try, well, what did you like and what didn't you like? So, yeah. and sometimes it's hard to find what you did like, and sometimes it's hard to find what you dislike. What's it going to be this time? Oh, I don't interested. know. I'm interested. I'm so interested to hear what you um, have to say. So having watched it again, then we'll start with yes. yourself. What, what did you think? Like, what did you like about it this time? So I do quite like the concept, the story, and the way in which the story is told. So it's a superhero movie, but it feels Mm. a bit different, right? It's a bit darker, it's a bit more grim. It's a bit more for the adults, maybe, because we're following what and are somewhat aligned with a famous villain, right? So one of the superhero tropes, obviously, for some characters is that an event happens, you know, they're bitten by a spider, they're in an explosion or something traumatic happens to a billionaire and then a few positives come from that. You know, they get massive muscles or they become suave and cool. You know, if you think about maybe like Iron Man or Thor, when they are looking their best, they look like freaking supermodels. But Eddie... Eddie Brock is just a gross, hot mess. And the thing that's giving him his powers also has a lot of autonomy and a lot of decision-making capabilities over him. And it does remind you a little bit of schizophrenia and that maybe they're sort of going for that effect. Um, So it's not really a huge cause for celebration, like it is usually when these people get their powers. He's an an anti-hero, isn't he? He's not a a shining light of a superhero. He's he's an anti-hero, isn't he? Yes, exactly. There's quite a good use of this sort of montage effect near the beginning where we get various clips of Eddie Brock, of the Eddie Brock report, because he's a journalist, an investigative journalist. And this helps to build his character and it gives you an idea of what he's about quite quickly. So I do quite like that that technique when it's done well. Um, I do think for the most part, the performances and the casting is really good. Obviously, Tom Hardy is carrying this film. I've said before, I really like Tom Hardy as a performer. And usually if he's in something, I will watch it. I think he's an incredibly skilled actor and he's doing an awful lot in this film. Similar to when we did Legend, he's acting to himself or on his own. There are many scenes where it's just Eddie and Venom. So it's Tom Hardy and a voice you know is it a guy saying the words on set like i think what he did was um did his dialogue as venom and then had it played back to him either in an earpiece or just on the set so Mm -hmm. he is talking to himself and but 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 it's like it must be like a tennis ball right it's like a cgi blob of a a venom coming out of his back isn't it and talking to him so it so it is yeah well but and even when venom isn't there like he's just in his head head, he's just in his head so he's just he's there acting on his own he's not acting alongside anybody he's got no one to bounce off or react to and i feel like that must be really challenging for an actor but he nails it of course he does he's tom hardy Mm. uh as always he's got some brilliant intense facial expressions and he's just not polished at all. And I actually think that makes him a lot more engaging than perhaps your standard superhero. He's sweaty, projectile vomits at one point, his clothes always look disgusting, he looks like a shower is the last thing on his mind, but I'm just totally here for it. The lobster bit. That Well, that I'm thinking of that oh. as well, like he's so, he just looks so fiercely yeah. intense, like, because obviously whatever this symbiote is doing to him, because it makes him really hot and stuff, yeah. doesn't he? So that's one of the reasons why he's so sweaty all the time. And just this desperation to get in the lobster tank and stuff. I just <laughs> I just thought he did a great job. What did you what did you think of the performances, Josh? So of the performances, um, 
I think that probably the, the the best part of this film is Tom Hardy. So the yeah, other thing definitely. I remember what back to like what did I think the first time I watched it was that it was a film that was was elevated by Tom Hardy and probably yeah. by Michelle Williams as well. Mm. Yeah, she's pretty good actually. Yeah. I mean, I think Michelle Williams is is one of the more more underrated actors around. Really, she, mm. she doesn't really get loads of massive massive roles, but she's always good. Like she's always a good supporting actor when she's in it jenny slate's really good in this as well she plays the doctor who works at the um the lab with with riz ahmed's character dora is it dora, yeah, dora yeah. skirt is it Skirth. or, or something Skirth. like that um riz ahmed is good with what he's given but mm-hmm. we'll come back to that um <laughs> but but the you know the star is tom hardy mm-hmm. i mean you can't say he doesn't give his all Whatever he does, I mean, he's he Whatever is good he in this. He starts off because, like all superhero films, there is a transition in it of you know non-powered normal person to superpowered person. Mm-hmm. But like you said earlier, in this, he doesn't have a big glow up. He goes more grotesque. But yeah. it starts off. Tom Hardy's quite reserved. He's quite quiet. He's quite his body language is quite insular. He's quite quiet. He's quite you know he's quite cool in some ways as well. Um, and then when he gets the powers. He goes more and more grotesque and more and more mm-hmm. manic. And then as it comes out the other side towards the end of the film, as he, I suppose, as the symbiote and him make peace, he goes back to being a bit cooler again. So I think there's a really good trajectory there, which gives him a lot to do. And he absolutely nails it. Like you say, he is he's in the lobster tank. He's doing all the faces. He's he's looking like he's sweaty. He's looking like he's gone. He's looking like he's mm-hmm. washed out. Um, it's not, it's, 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 it's difficult to make Tom Hardy look ugly, but he manages to do it to himself mm-hmm. in this film. Um, yep. So I think he's really good in it as well. I think as I said, Michelle Williams is very good in it as well. Uh, the performances are good. I think I, I do think they're good. there's not, there's not a weak performance in it. There might mm-hmm. be weak characters, which I think we'll come on to. I think something I need to sort of make clear as well is when I was looking at this, I really had to separate how I felt about this as an idea as a fan of the source material mm-hmm. and and as i as i'm looking at it as a film critic if you like as someone who is looking at it as a film as a film that's what i'm going to talk about now but as a concept i do have a little bit i am a bit cynical about it you know it's a spider-man it's a spider-man villain outside of a spider-man film that is sort of latching onto the success of the mcu but it's not in the mcu um well so i wonder if because i don't know anything about the source material like I don't. I haven't read any comic books or anything like that. I literally just I, all I know is the film, so I just yeah. take them all at face value. I wonder if I enjoy it more because of I that. I think you probably do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's difficult. Because what am I cynical about? What 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 am I, am I? Am I cynical? And I'm sort of thinking out loud here because a studio, a a Sony, is making films on the back of a character's success to make money. Well. In that case, should I not be cynical at like the whole MCU then? Because every or the whole everything is there to make money, industry, right? Industry, everything is there like to make money. Like if we're gonna get so, down so, yeah, to so, it, so I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe I don't know. I think it's perhaps because Spider Man's not in it, and the character is so intrinsically linked to Spider Man. That's why he looks like Spider Man. He looks mm. like a big black Spider Man, doesn't he? Um, and the whole thing is well, that's in the comics. I'm sure. Sure, anyone who knows the comics will be will know what I mean when I talk about that. So. As a film, I, I I think there was things to like in there this time around. There was. <laughs> you dug deep and no, you no, found no. them. <laughs> no, the performances are one thing. But something else I wanted to mention was I, I enjoyed some of the different uses of genre in there. There was mm-hmm. a lot more horror 
than I remember. Mm. There was a lot more horror than I remembered. It's quite funny in places as well. There's a, there is a good it's, chemistry it's kind of funny, um, yeah. between Eddie and Venom as it goes That's, on. Mate, I've nearly got that written down word for word yeah. in my notes. Yeah. yeah. So so there's that. And 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 there are some good action scenes in it. The the scene mm-hmm. where he's running away and he's on his bike, it's it is a good, it's a good comic book action scene. It's no Arnold Schwarzenegger riding a horse through a hotel. What is? But I'll well, take true it. True lies. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what else did you like about it? So I'm definitely interested to know what you had to say about Riz Ahmed later on. But yeah. I actually thought he did a great job as Carlton Drake. So he's obviously the main villain. He's the guy who brought the symbiotes to Earth and has been experimenting with them and these human hosts. And he just looks manic, like a man possessed. Mm. Even before he gets infected himself with a symbiote called Riot, he's got serious crazy eyes, like he's lusting after power and chaos. And it felt like you could feel his energy emanating through the screen. And I thought he gave quite a Powerful, powerful performance and I enjoyed him as the villain um, yeah and like you touched on there Eddie's relationship with Venom so I like how they interact with one another it's funny sometimes and the thing is Venom looks horrifying like yeah. aesthetically yeah. like if I just saw a photo of him or a still from the film without context I would shit myself like I'm, I'm sure I told you about the um, about the Darth Maul guy from oh, uh, Insidious, Insidious with the red and black face yeah, like yeah. I see his face and I just get absolutely terrified and I reckon if I saw Venom's face and had no additional context I would feel the same way because he just <laughs> looks so scary but then attaching him to Eddie and making him the way that he is it put, kind of puts you on his side mm. which is interesting and you are aligned with this you know what has previously been considered a villain so I thought that was quite interesting yeah yeah. What did you think? So one of the things that I liked about it as well was the, was the look of it. I think there's some mm-hmm. really good um, comic book shots in there. There are there are shots where it looks like a comic book panel. So, for example, when he's flying through the air on his bike and mm-hmm. he grabs it with the venom tendrils or when he's on top of a tree. And there's, a, there's some really good shots in there that look like it was straight out of a comic book. What did you think of the look of the film? I did quite like it. And I do feel it was a little bit different. Like you can you can sort of tell that it's, not in the MCU. Yeah, yeah it's not like they've wash. all got, got a yeah, wash exactly. to it, hasn't it? Well, yeah, it's not, not all clean. of them, but a lot of them set the ones set, let's say the ones set on Earth always do. Yeah, they have that that wash to them. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought it looked really great. Yeah, and it just feels I don't want to say noir. I wonder if that's giving it a bit too much credit, but like it's pretty dark and it's pretty yeah. dank. And a lot of the time it's pretty grim. Like even just in Eddie's apartment, like it's just a shithole, isn't it? And yeah. I just quite liked that it, it ain't glamorous and it's just not, it's not this kind of version of superhero. I know I keep saying superheroes. I know technically he's not like a hero or whatever, but you know, it's just for, for simplicity. It just, it was something a little bit different. It reminded me a little bit more of some of the grittier DC stuff mm. as opposed to uh, some of the Marvel stuff. So I'm getting that you've got quite a lot that you like about this film. I've pretty much exhausted my points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, did you, what else do you like? You know, there's only really two more things to touch on because although... I think this film is underrated. Doesn't necessarily mean I think it's a fantastic film. That's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. (laughs) Um, So from a technical point of view, so you touched on it a little bit there, I do think it's shot pretty well and it is fairly well edited. And the CGI around Venom, I think, is quite good. Mm. Like when he's 
when it's sort of half him and half Eddie or when he comes out or, you know, when Eddie kind of becomes him fully and he's completely enveloped in this black sludginess. I think all that CGI is quite good. Um, And just one last thing, and this was originally in my dislikes, so I'll, I'll, you know, see what you have to say about this, see if you sort of picked up on it as well. It was originally in my dislikes. Yeah, because I revisited it because I needed to know the exact details of it to make my point, but it actually turned out to be much more clever than I'd originally thought. So Eddie seemingly gets fired from his job as an investigative journalist for asking questions to Carlton Drake when they first meet. So he's asking him about the rumours that people are dying in his experiments. And at first I was like, surely he hasn't just been fired from his job as an investigative journalist (laughs) for investigating, right? Doing his job, basically. Exactly. And I was like, well, that's a bit weird. But then when I went back to it, when um, when he's get, when Eddie's getting pulled away by security, he says, wait, I'm not finished. And then Carlton Drake says, oh, yes, you are. And yeah. then shoots some serious daggers his way. So then now I think that what he means when he says that he's finished is that he's finished professionally yeah. because he's so rich and powerful that he just needs to pull a few strings and call in a few favours to get Eddie fired. Yeah, I think he's just so got, that's got how him fired. I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, that's yeah. how I read it the second time. Oh, was that obvious? Yeah, was that- um, <laughs> To be honest, I don't really, I didn't remember that from the first time I watched it when I watched okay, it this yeah. time. I that, That's what I got was the, the reason yeah, he, the, the he reason made it happen. He, he made he you know went fire him or uh, yeah be a even bigger bad guy or whatever his plan was yeah because that's the kind of control that he yeah. has. Okay, so let's move on then to talking about things that we didn't like about the film or that we would perhaps change. Is there anything that you didn't like or that you would change about Venom? 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 So the main thing that I disliked about this film, and it's not even like one particular thing, it's a few things that I guess all fall into the same category. So it's some of the scenarios and plot points that just kind of made me think, well, if you change that a bit, it would Mm. be a lot more powerful, it would make a lot more sense. The main one that I didn't really like is how Eddie Brock managed to get into the Life Foundation lab. So obviously he needs to get infected, so we need him to be near a symbiote, so he's got to get in the lab somehow, fine, I get it. But I find the fact that Dora Skirth, one of Drake's scientists who you mentioned before, just wanders into the corner shop that Eddie goes to to Mm. find him and tell him everything... I found all that a bit hollow and a bit forced. It can so we've already established it? a little bit, but we've already established that Drake is doing experiments on vulnerable people. And we've seen Eddie be on friendly terms with a homeless woman who then does actually go missing and turns out she was one of the people getting experimented on, I think. And yeah, I feel yeah, like sure, it would yeah. have been it would have been much more engaging and much more exciting if he'd have started snooping around himself, right? Mm. So like if he realized that his homeless friend is missing, maybe she mentioned to someone, either the shopkeeper or to him at some point, that she was going to go and do these experiments to get some money. And then Eddie starts putting two and two together and then he approaches and then he approaches Skirth and then that's how he gets in. Or even the owner of the shop, so Mrs. Chen, we established that she quite possibly is having financial trouble because we see a thug threatening her for protection money. So maybe she needs to go and be in an experiment and get infected with a symbiote. And it just feels like there was a real missed opportunity here to give Eddie more of an emotional attachment to the situation. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, he just, he basically, he gets fired. And it's like then he just gives up and it's just, oh, whatever. And then it's not until Skirth finds him in that convenience store or whatever it is that he gets back involved. And I'm like, but your homeless friend has gone missing. There's the thread, right? There's the thing to follow. Like the first bit of investigating he does do, he gets fired for. And then here's a real opportunity. You know, he could be like the disgruntled employee, like, oh, I've been fired, so I'm going to look even further. And he just, he doesn't. It's a bit, like, it's a bit two-dimensional, it's a bit lazy, it's a bit, and I read this in some of the reviews that weren't so friendly about the film, but they're in a rush to get to certain points in the film, right? We're in a rush to get Venom hooked to Eddie. And I just, like, for, for me, it just felt so obvious. I was like, you could have done so much more with that. Um, so I touched on Mrs. Chen then. So she's the owner of this, you know, this convenience store, and a news agent, as we would call it here in England. Over on this side of the pond. Yes, indeed. Um, and there's a moment where, so a thug is like threatening her for money and as like protect, it's Ooh. like protection money, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. No. But, but what, protect, protection from him? It's like, pay me or I'll beat you up sort of thing. Um, and that whole interaction just felt so forced and the situation, all the dialogue in that situation sounded like they were reading off a script. And I felt like it really stuck out like a sore thumb mm. as a scene. Now, obviously, it's a moment that we need to see happen because Eddie is, you know, hiding behind a shelf and he's showing his cowardice and showing, like you said before, he's a bit more quiet, like he doesn't get as involved. So then later on, we need to see Venom biting his biting the thug's head off because it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, he got his redemption or whatever. Yeah, it's just showing um, seeds, isn't it, for a payoff later yeah, on, really. and... And it just felt really, just felt super forced and just really shoehorned in there. So that's my main issue, right? Is the script. Mm-hmm. I don't think the script is great. I think there's a bit of exposition dumping 
at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's a lot at the beginning that's just sort of seems to be there to make Eddie look good or cool. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. whole conversation about with the homeless lady where he's given her money and stuff, and it, it seems mm-hmm. to just be in there. A, to establish her for later on, but you don't really mm-hmm. get any emotional attachment to her, and B, mm-hmm. to show him being a good guy and he's a hero. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure that we need that because, and and then I think that leads into, and I'm not too sure what they want Venom to be. They obviously want Venom to carry this film, and so therefore they can't make him a villain all the way through. Especially considered they want to keep it so a wider cinema audience can go mm. and see it. We've got that. to relate to yeah. him, haven't we? Yeah. But they've got to make him this anti-hero. But they sort of can't decide: is he how anti-hero are you going to go, or is he just a hero except he eats people, mm-hmm. but he only eats bad guys? And yeah, it's like they only can't like Dexter, Dexter yeah, rules. Yeah, <laughs> and they can't quite decide. And it really shows for me. And this is what I was saying earlier: it really shows with the villain, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Riz Ahmed arguably one of the finest actors around at the moment. I love Riz Ahmed. I think he is brilliant. And he isn't given much to do in this outside of your stereotype villain bullshit, basically. Uh, yeah, it's he, a bit He simple. even does a, you know, like in these ones where villains are seeing some heinous act and they always go, uh, have you ever heard what happened in the Bible when <laughs> this character said to this character? Right. There's that, or there's like, or the other the other villain monologue that they always do is like in ancient Roman times, when a man disagreed so with when another man. When does he man. do that? When but does when, he do um, that? They put a they put a long haired guy into it trials oh, and he blows yeah. and it like yeah, and he yeah. kills him and he does a whole monologue about Abraham and Jacob in the oh, Bible. Oh my god! And it's such cliche villain bollocks to have them being mm. like in ancient. Egyptian times if one man saw another man's wife he would it's always the same it's all isn't it though it's always the same monologue of like it's always like they believe this meteorite came from a you know it's like yeah yeah, and and I just think develop your characters don't just have them Mm -hmm. saying villainous shit what is his motivation it's like two hours long come on guys what what is what is Carlton Drake's motivation apart from Okay, so he's to obsessed live forever. Yeah. I think. So he's obsessed yeah. with space travel. He's obsessed with immortality. But but why? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, he is as developed as some of the poorer MCU and DC villains. Mm. It's a problem in general, I think, with writing comic book villains because mm. you either go world ending Thanos level, or you go mm. they just sort of want to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if there's the stakes are up here and it's Thanos and I want to wipe off half of life, then. You can. It's quite easy to write that idea that Thanos has, and I know it's an MCU villain, but that idea of well, it's fair. It's fair if I click my fingers, then resources will be better used because okay, I could double the resources, but whatever. Let's not get into the let's not get into the the logistics of of a fake uh, super um, <laughs> of a fake villain. Um, so so I think so I think it's quite difficult to write that lower level villain which is mm. why a lot of the time you end up with the villain is another version of the hero mm-hmm. so it's like he's iron man so his villain's just someone else who's got the same powers yeah because yeah, yeah, you know yeah. if when i used to watch um the flash tv series every villain was was another version of the flash yeah reverse flash yeah because it's the <laughs> yeah. only way that they can compete with each other it's the only mm-hmm. way you can have stakes but there must be a way, and I don't know, I'm no, I'm no genius, but there must be a way to make you look at Carlton Drake and be like, right, why why do I hate this guy? And mm-hmm. why is he yeah. our villain? Give me more. Give me more. Yeah. 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 As Britney Spears sang, 
Um, <laughs> so, so I think he's a bit cliched. I think they wasted mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed. And then that mm-hmm. all builds up to our next issue, which is the ending is just a big CGI blob fight. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I don't mind big CGI battles, but why did they make him look the same as Venom? In some bits, yeah. Riot looks more like the comic book Venom than Venom. Right. Oh dear. So, and I get, if that's what he looks like in the comics, if they're both black, then fine. But I do think, well, you know, he could have made him a different colour or put a different pattern on him. I get it. If you make him a different colour, then you might upset people who are a fan of the comics. But I don't know that many people. I do like comics who are a big fan of the character Riot from, from, the, <laughs> from the comic books. There are loads of other symbiotes. And yeah, okay, the only colour you can't go for is red because Carnage is red and he comes into mm-hmm. the sequel. But we know he's you, coming, could, yeah. you could have made him a different colour. And, and I, I think it would have made that CGI fight even just marginally better because I remember watching it going, what? fuck is going on yeah who's who it's like, it's, who am I rooting yeah, for it's the same with Transformers it's like you don't know what a building is and what a character is and what a car is and it's just I just think put a little bit of thought into it so that yeah. you, you there's if you're going to give us visual spectacle that's fine but I don't I didn't even know what I was looking at mm-hmm. so that let me that was a bit of a letdown for me um, mm. so is there anything else for you anything that you particularly didn't like just a couple more things I mean first of all I totally like appreciate what you just said then and I'm totally down with that and and I think you articulated some things that I hadn't considered before but definitely do make sense. Um, There's a moment when a little girl who is infected with Riot manages to get into the highly secured science lab and I don't really think it's properly explained how she gets in there. No. Like it's the middle of the night. I know there was a school trip in there earlier but actually I even think that was like six months ago in the timeline. Um. Eddie's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend Anne at one point describes something as being like Venom's kryptonite. So are we to assume that the Superman comics exist in this universe or is this an oversight? And based on what you've said about the writers and the things they've got wrong, is this an oversight from the writers? Because saying that someone's weakness is like their kryptonite has just become such a common turn of phrase. And I don't know if I've got faith in the idea that the DC comics exist in this world. I would love to say, I would love to say, there is absolutely no way that that gets through writers and writers and script editors and and all the people that, you know, all the people that something like this goes Mm -hmm. through to become a hundred million pound property that no one's gone, should we? Should we address that? Should, Should address someone either, that? either A, reading a Superman comic at some point, yeah. or B, you take it out and you've got to change it? But from what I know about the production <laughs> of these films, and I don't mean specifically yeah. this film, the mm-hmm. produ- you know, the production of some films to do with comic book characters, I wouldn't be surprised if it hasn't mm. been caught and picked up just on. And, and, or it's just, yep. or people, they've just underestimated how much a person, a fan, would pick up on that. And you're not even particularly a massive they, comic book fan, are you? They so. underestimated the strength of this little underrated film podcast and how closely we'd be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just finally, I thought some of the CGI away from Venom was pretty shitty and looked a bit outdated. Yeah, a bit. I think the moment, I, I, I know you said before, it's a good action sequence when he's on the motorbike and stuff. But the CGI around that, like when he's driving through the city, it looks like it's from about 15 years ago. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because Venom himself looks great. But then a lot of the things around him just doesn't. 
Okay, so let's move on then to talking about the critical reception. Now, I haven't seen the critical reception because obviously you picked it. Mm-hmm. And I have it in front of me. So if you were going to hazard a guess, oh, I'm nervous, Josh. I reckon you're going to lowball this. Go well, on. What would you give Venom? What, would, what do you reckon it got? What would I give it? Mm-hmm. It is a solid... You know, I've probably... I've, I've gone in quite hard on the dislikes. I think it is a decent-ish film elevated mm. by Tom Hardy's performance. If yeah. it wasn't him, it probably wouldn't He's be as good. good. That, and there are some mm. issues with it. For me, it's probably mm. a solid five. Okay. It's probably a, it's, yeah. half, it's a middle of the road. Halfway up, halfway yeah, down. Yeah. It's not bad. And, 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 and if you said it high five or low five, I'd say I'd say on the higher side of five, you know, rather okay. than a you know, middle five or a high four or something like that. Mm-hmm. However, I know that it didn't do well with the critics. I do know mm-hmm. that. So I, I think, I think it's probably going to be one of those where the critics have really gone in on it and the audience maybe level it out a little bit. So let's say, yeah. let's say four. Okay. Uh, All right then. Ten. So at the time of recording on IMDb, it got 6.6. 6. Mm-hmm. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience gave it 81%. Wow. Don't mind it, the audience. And then the critics gave it 30%. Right, I mean... <sighs> Which I thought was a little bit tight, and that is the main reason why I picked it. Yeah. And the critics' consensus is, and I imagine you'd probably agree with this, but correct me if I'm wrong, it says Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics character in all the wrong ways. Chaotic, noisy, and in desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. <laughs> so witty, aren't they? They're just... Well, uh... and I think the, the thing for me, and I know I said it before, is because I'm don't know the comics. I don't know. I don't know what Venom's attachment to Spider-Man is. I don't know about the, you know, interactions well, they've got, had with one another. So it doesn't mean anything to me. You've got to, to look at this as a film in itself. The fact that, you know, okay, I am a bit cynical about the creation of this film outside of Spider-Man, but the fact is, is they made it. So your job is to review it as a film. Mm. So in that case, what did you think of it as a film? Well, we've talked about that. So I think for me, there are flaws to it. I'd say the audience score is high, but it's it's pretty high that is high isn't it you know if we're talking about the critical reception which is ultimately what deems it for us underrated um then it's it's underrated it's quite highly underrated actually three i think 30 is harsh the 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 imdb score like that 6.6 for me that's maybe about where i'd put it um i was surprised at how high the audience score is but yeah that critic score is just a little bit too mean to me Tom Hardy is doing his thing you know he's carrying this film he's doing such a great job as always acting on his own being disgusting Uh, and I thought he was great and I think he deserves a lot higher than a 30% so there we go Venom sort of maybe slightly surprisingly slides its way into Mm. the underrated vault are you happy with that one Alice? I am happy with that one I think you know not a perfect film but not 30% not 30% bad. bad, that's the whole thing. In our opinion, in our opinion. Anyway, moving on, and to next week, Josh, what are we going to be watching? So I thought it was about time we did another listener's suggestion, the last one Ooh, being... Oh, I love these. Of course, your dad. Oh, yeah. I've been in touch with my dad, um, oh. <laughs> and he didn't suggest any good films. So uh, I took to Twitter, and we've had a suggestion from Daniel Perrin on Twitter who suggested that we should cover Submarine. 
Submarine. Submarine. Okay, so next week we will be watching a nautical yeah. themed film, not unlike Speed 2. I have high hopes oh, for this Jesus. one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So join us next week when we're going to be talking about another list of suggestion, which is Submarine. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's films and that pod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. It's just films and that pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, etc. Alice, we're also on the TV. We are indeed. We are on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. We're also on Channel 195 on Sky. And that's everywhere in the UK, I think, you lucky dog. Oh. So that's every Friday night from 6pm. All over the gaff. All over All the place. Over. Like Venom. Because it get everywhere. Um, so yes, thank you very much for listening to this episode, and thank you very much for joining me as ever, Alice. Next week we'll be talking about submarine, and it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.